Welcome to Gnostic Insights. My name is Dr. Sid Rop, and I'm your host. Welcome back to Gnostic Insights. Boy, the last couple of episodes I have really liked. I think they're very important episodes. So I would encourage you, if you haven't heard them yet, to go back and listen to them. One was the Easter greeting, and the last one was called the Tibetan Book of the Dead. I re-listened to Tibetan Book of the Dead episode just this morning on the couch while I was having coffee, and I was following it very closely, as if I were one of the subscribers. I think it's a very important message. I kind of hate to bump it off of the lineup here in order to post this week's episode, because I like it a lot, and I think we should all listen to it. I'm going to listen to it regularly. So I wanted to share with you something I learned this week that was helpful to me, an insight. And I don't know how you can apply this to your own lives. Maybe you want to try what I learned and see if it helps you too. Okay, here it is. And it sounds kind of silly, but it turns out to be kind of profound. I've always had a hard time standing up straight. I'm a big slumper. And yet I have wanted to stand up straight. I have always, well, not always, but let's say for the last 20 or 30 years, I have wanted to have better posture. And whenever I catch myself and I think about it, I think, stand up straight, and and I change my posture. But then the next time I notice, I'm all slumped again. The last time I went to the physical therapist, which was uh, many months ago, he tried to show me a way to stand up straighter. And the image that came to my mind at that time to remember the posture was uh, Woody in Toy Story, you know, Woody stands up pretty straight because, of course, he, he has his body is just one piece, right? So he can't slump. So I've been trying to emulate Woody's posture for a few months, and that was kind of fun for a while, but then it, it fell away. Earlier this week, I was taking a walk, walking the dog with a friend, and she noticed I was walking along kind of slumped, and she said, stand up straight. And then she said, the reason you slump is because you are lost in thought much of the time and your head is heavy and it is leading your body. So she was essentially saying that my uh, sixth and seventh chakra are extremely active, as we might suspect. Those are the, you know, the mind, the speech and the mind areas, and that that weighs me down and causes me to lead with that part of my body. So I say, okay, and I stand up straight again, right? Well, then later that day, when my dog and I were taking a walk just by ourselves, I realized if the reason I slump is because I'm leading with my head, because I'm such an analytical person, as you might have noticed, what would it be like to lead with my chest? And then I realize that leading with the heart chakra, 
is another way of putting leading with my chest automatically puts me into an upright posture. Because if you imagine you're running a race and you're going to cross the ribbon, it's your chest that breaks the ribbon. It's usually not your head, right? It's your chest. What's the first part that crosses the line? You want it to be your heart chakra. And so I realized that if instead of leading with my analytical mind, I led instead with my heart chakra, then I will automatically stand up straight. It isn't even a matter of like trying to stand up straight or put the shoulders back and down or put the neck back or, or think about my center of gravity at all. It's a matter of leading with the heart chakra and that automatically puts my chest more forward. And then I thought to myself, what would be the ramifications of leading with my heart chakra rather than with my head? And it all makes sense to me. I'm integrating the concept into my own ideological superstructure, you see. I'm making it make sense, and so it won't be a matter of forgetting and remembering, forgetting and remembering, oh, catch myself slumping, and now I'm standing up straight. It is my hope and desire that as I incorporate into my gnosis to lead with my heart, well, what is that going to do? Not only does it cause me to stand up straight, but it enables me to move through the world with love and compassion. I'm leading with my heart rather than with judgment and analysis. And that sounds like a very nice and Gnostic thing to do, doesn't it? I mean, we think about Gnosis as knowledge, right? As wisdom. And we think it's okay to center it in our heads. But after spending some time with the Tibetan Buddhist philosophy in the past couple of weeks, I am reminded that it is much more important to interact with the world by leading with the heart, leading with the heart chakra. Another thought about leading with the heart chakra is the idea that it is an upright posture. Be ye upright. And so I looked up in the Bible to see what references there were to the word upright, and there's a ton of references to being upright. And generally, we think of upright in the biblical sense as being virtuous, right? But yet, I feel as though when I'm leading with my heart chakra, that I am exhibiting the posture of being upright. And this is probably all part of this entire package. It has to do with incorporating the idea of being upright into not only my life and my virtue, but in my body as well. Like in 2 Samuel twenty-two twenty-six, the Bible says, With the merciful thou wilt show thyself merciful, and with the upright man thou wilt show thyself upright. Psalms ninety-two fifteen says, To show that the Lord is upright. He is my rock, and there is no unrighteousness in him. So here's the idea of tying in righteousness with uprightness, or good posture. I never thought of this link before I started practicing leading with my heart. Here, here's one. Proverbs thirteen six, Righteousness keeps him that is upright in this way. 
but wickedness overthroweth the sinner. So I like the idea of tying in posture with virtue. It helps. It's going to help me to stand up straighter. I can tell you that for sure. This was also one of the lessons I think that Tessa Lena in her interviews, you know, she doesn't think of herself as Gnostic. She thinks of herself just as a loving human and she leads with her heart and compassion. And then I realize I have confessed over the past year that on occasion I, I have these uh, little squabbles or dust-ups with random strangers out on the street. And it's usually when I am bringing judgment upon them, right? I see a guy flicking a cigarette into the bushes and I yell at him, what are you doing flicking your cigarette like that? Grow up. I usually come at them with a kind of anger. But if I adopt this posture of leading with my heart chakra, if I were to encounter such a person on the street, I would meet them with love and compassion rather than judgment. And I am hoping that meeting the world with love and compassion by leading with my heart chakra will cause me to interact with these strangers with love rather than with judgment. And obviously, when you interact with a person with love rather than judgment, they're going to take to you better. They're going to perhaps listen to you. Or perhaps leading with love and compassion will be to forgive them compassionately and move on. Maybe I'm supposed to pick up their cigarette. I don't know what the deal is with that. I'm still working on that. But I do think that this notion of leading with the heart chakra is helpful. And I am finding, and now I breathe a sigh of relief, and I'm finding that as I am practicing this leading with the heart chakra now for several days during this week, I'm in touch with having that, you know how the simple explanation has a kind of a torus drawn around all of us, if you're familiar with my simple explanation of absolutely everything, theory of everything, we're sitting inside of these toroidal bubbles. And when I'm leading with my heart chakra, well, it's very easy to picture the bubble as the leading edge of my interaction with the world. And it helps me to bring in mind that I am sitting inside of the universal unit of consciousness, inside of this torus shape. And so what I'm doing is, I am centering the here and now on my heart chakra, which, as I've known for years, and I've written about a lot on the Simple Explanation blog, when you center your heart chakra in the center of your personal torus, this puts you in alignment with what I was calling the universal unit of consciousness. And, but now we're wanting to call this the pleroma, the fullness of God. So if I am sitting with my heart chakra centered in the center of the donut, and I look up to remember the fullness in the Father and the Son, I'm looking up through that funnel at the top of the torus, right? And that puts me into direct contact with the fullness. So it is also not only a way of moving through the world with the leading edge being my heart chakra, but it's a way of centering myself and putting me in direct contact with the pleroma, 
This is very esoteric stuff. It's coming out of my own self. If this is helpful for you, if this insight is helpful, then that's great. Go ahead and adapt it. Otherwise, (laughs) drop this episode and go back and listen to the Easter message or the Tibetan Book of the Dead. They were real barn burners. I liked them a lot. Another thing that I have noticed as I'm riding through the world in my little toroidal bubble, leading with my heart chakra, is that every time I am brought to mind to lead with the heart, see, I'll still be walking around once in a while with my head down, right, in a slump. And then I go, lead with the heart chakra. Now I don't say, stand up straight, as if I were admonishing myself, as if it were a should. You should stand up straight. Shoulds don't help us any. A should about anything. You can't do things because you think you should. You need to do things because it's the right thing to do. You should want to do shoulds. (laughs) So drop the whole notion of should this and should that. I should do meditation first thing. I should read the scriptures for a half hour. I should go to church this week. Whatever the should is, I should be nicer. Forget about shoulds and try to incorporate the Father's love and goodness into your soul instead. Put yourself, your big S self, put the one on the throne and dislodge your ego a bit. And that will cause you to automatically do those things that you think you should. You don't do them because you should. You do them because you want to that way. So now I can stand up straight, not because I should have better posture, but because standing up straight leads with my heart, leads with love and compassion. And you see, now that is actually part of my philosophical superstructure, right? I don't have to remember it as a should. It is incorporated into myself. And now I've incorporated posture and physicality into my Gnostic belief framework. You know, say, let's say that you're a vegetarian. You, at first, you stop eating meat because you think you should be a vegetarian. You shouldn't eat meat. But if the reason instead is because you're leading with love and compassion, then it's not that you should be a vegetarian. It's that your love and compassion causes you to want to not eat animals. It's like that. So it's the difference between a should and a sincere, inherent belief. And as a Gnostic, I like to operate out of that belief system. Okay, so I wanted to mention one more thing about leading with my heart chakra. So I've noticed that I have this bubble around me now. It's kind of, it looks like an iridescent soap bubble, this Taurus. It's really a very pretty bubble that walks around with me, that I'm leading with the leading edge of a bubble. And it causes my spine to be a kind of a gyroscopic correction. So I notice if I'm slumped, I'm kind of 15 degrees off, rolled forward in the bubble. When I lead with the heart chakra, the line that comes through the funnel from the top down to the bottom is perfectly straight up and down. My alignment is true. If a person leads with their lower chakras, with let's say their 
you know, their eating apparatus or their sexual apparatus, they're rolled backwards. They're rolled in the other way. They're leading with their lower chakras. It's that kind of slouching maneuver, that kind of Mr. Natural walk in a forward way. You're leading with your lower part of your body instead. When you lead with your heart, you're in a perfectly upright position. One of the neat things I've noticed this week when I practice leading with my heart chakra and my bubble rolls into the upright position, I am immediately relieved. I take a deep sigh, like, ah, it feels like that when I roll up. So I know my oxygen is improving. And I think this sigh of, ah, feels like this is true. Like, this is good. This is true. And I also feel lighter physically and able to move forward with less effort. I feel as if I'm riding this bubble forward. It's a pretty nice feeling. Okay, that's all I have for today. It's a short episode. You've got time to go back and re-listen to the Tibetan Book of the Dead episode if you want. Hey, listen, if you're getting something from these episodes, if you like the Gnostic Insights podcast and you find that it is helping you to discover your own Gnosis, go ahead and uh, think about contributing to the podcast. I've put a donation button on uh, most of the episode pages whenever I think of it. It is a good thing to do. So God bless you and onward and upward.